0: Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy
1: Weiner. Hello and welcome. This is Sandy and I want to welcome you to Last First Date Radio, the place to be for creating healthy, lasting relationships in midlife. And Today, I am going to be speaking with therapist, author, and speaker, Jonathan Robinson, about how to have more love and less conflict in your relationships. In my 10 years as a life and dating coach, what I know for sure is that we are all capable of healthy relationships, but it takes a little bit of work, and it takes some awareness of where those problems started. Usually, we... We observe unhealthy patterns at home, and it's not to blame our parents, but we really have to unravel what went wrong and break it open to, to heal so we can have the relationships that we want and transform our lives to become the woman of value who attracts in toe-curling epic love, which is possible for all you women out there. And every week I bring you a tip on how to become that woman of value and this week's tip is be aware of your tone. And this, this happens to work really well with our topic today about communication skills because so often we think we're, we're not yelling, we're keeping it all together, but our tone of voice is horrible and, and people can see right through it. It's like we leak it out and I remember my kids used to say to me, mom, your tone of voice is terrible. And I'd be like, I'm pissed off at you. Don't tell me my tone of voice is terrible. I'm not yelling at you. So yeah, I wasn't yelling, but it didn't really matter because my tone of voice was snippy, it was sarcastic, it was angry. So we need to really manage our tone as well as the words we say. And I'm sure we're gonna talk more about this and other topics related to communication in just a moment when I bring Jonathan on. But before I do, I just always like to remind you that I have a private Facebook group. It's called Your Last First Date. Don't forget the your. And if you're not yet a member, I invite you to please join us. This is for women over 40. You can be in a relationship or single, and it's a place to come for positive support. No man bashing allowed. No, uh, you know, kind of unlimited venting and complaining. This is a place to move you forward. So if you're interested in forward movement and positive growth, join us at your last first date. And uh, so now I'm going to introduce our guest today. Jonathan Robinson is a psychotherapist. He's the best-selling author of 12 books and a frequent guest on Oprah and CNN. In addition, his work has been featured in USA Today and Newsweek. And he recently wrote a book called More Love, Less conflict he's here today to talk about all things related to relationships communication and how to create more love and less conflict in your life so join me now for episode number 312 more love less conflict using effective communication tools welcome to the show Jonathan
0: thanks Andy I'm looking forward to this
1: well, I am happy to have you. This is one of my favorite topics. So let's start with you. I always like to know more about my guests. And um, you're married. So can you tell us a little bit about your relationship with your wife? Is it, do you have conflict? Do you, you know, how long have you been married? Tell us a little bit about you and how you got here today.
0: Yeah, well, I've been married 20 years, and, you know, in a certain way I was blessed in that I had an incredibly uh, dysfunctional family that uh, was so bad that I kind of had a midlife crisis at age 12, and I started to read self-help books. Uh, I was so shy, I didn't have any friends, so I was able to learn a lot of stuff from these books, and eventually get out of the depression and shyness. And when I met my wife, I was definitely uh, better off, but we used to argue a lot, and uh, overworking you know by working on our communication and getting some really simple methods that we found worked. Uh, we haven't had an argument in over five years. And the love has definitely grown and has worked out. But, you know, none of this was natural to me. I had to learn it because I didn't have any uh, inherent skill.
1: Yeah, and thats I'm so glad you said that. Um, So many people think, oh, you're either born with it or not. And they also think conversely, well, it's in my DNA to be dysfunctional. So that's just the way it is. But we actually can learn these amazing skills. And you had a midlife crisis at age twelve—that's pretty young. But at least you did something. You were resilient. You took charge of your life, and you—and um, your wife is lucky that you did. So um, yeah, so and I'm lucky yeah.
0: too.
1: Yeah. Well, that's great. Um, well, you mentioned that you hadn't had an argument in over five years, and I, I when I started dating after my divorce, I remember meeting some men who said. Um, I was married for 40 years and we never had an argument. And that always bothered me because I always felt like they were really not really having an honest relationship if they never thought about anything. So I, I'd love to hear your opinion about that.
0: Well, we have disagreements for sure. You know, there's always going to be some conflict in a relationship. An argument is where you're starting to try to hurt each other, where nobody's listening and everybody's just yelling or or whatever they do. And, you know, that can be avoided because I think those types of things do harm a relationship. So either, you know, having a really simple method to work things out or, for example, when we're stressed and we're starting to get really upset at each other, we'll just say two words, and that will avoid an argument. And those two words are uh, the words red light. And we have an agreement that if we say those two words, that means we have to take a two-minute break and just be quiet and calm down. And even mm-hmm. that two-minute break can keep us from, you know, getting to a place where we have a momentum of upset that leads to yelling or or arguing, and uh, it's been a, a major thing just being able to use a, a method as simple as that.
1: And that's a great, great little tip. I love it. Uh, red light, you know, it almost reminds me of Fifty Shades where they had a safe word and that, right. that got them, you know, so we all need safe words. And we. And I think people are, are not not aware enough often to know that they even need to take a break. And um, so that's like, how does somebody know that it's time to to pause? Like, the, what happens in the body? Can you give us some ideas about how to really tell? Take that two minute break.
0: Well, I think different people will have different uh, different uh, cues. Uh, for me, if I am raising my voice or if I'm talking really fast or if I'm interrupting my wife, that's all a cue that I'm starting to get into a momentum of upset. And um, so that's what I look for. But everybody's a little bit different. But once you use a technique like this and it works for you, then you're more likely to use it in the future. And when you find something that works for you, whether it's something that leads to more love or less conflict, then you have a friend for life because – then you know it's going to work in the future as well.
1: Mhm, and it can work in any relationship.
0: yeah, you know the uh, book is really geared for learning methods that not just work for romantic partnerships but work in uh, with your teenager, with your child, with your coworker, with your friends, and in fact, I think it's one of the best things you can do for helping your family because we all need role models of good communication. You know, we're taught how to blame and complain and shame, but we're not taught how to speak in a way that consistently leads to more love and less conflict. And And that's a great gift you can give your family.
1: Mm-hmm. I so agree with you. Um, <clears throat> it's something that I had to learn for myself as my marriage was ending. I got better at communication and my kids are pretty awesome at it now. And it, to me, it's the greatest gift you can give your children. It's it's a legacy you can leave that, that they will have a better chance at healthier relationships than maybe we did growing up.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, in, in the world of happiness research, they say the, the three keys to raising happy kids and happiness for yourself is relationships, relationships, relationships. Uh, and... What really leads to good relationships is good communication. And in a way, it's good news that most people don't have any training whatsoever in this. So if you have even 30 minutes of training, you'll stand out like a saint because you're competing in a certain way with other people who have zero training.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. That is true. I tell this to my ladies all the time. You will be like gold (laughs) to a man when you can be clear with your communication it's, you know, when we have to guess and our brain is twisting it because somebody is so unclear and is saying what they don't mean and saying it in a tone that's not kind and we're like, what, what the heck is going on here? So yeah. it's, it's such a great skill. Um, so let's, let's talk about um, so many divorces. Today. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. divorced. Um, so many people I know are divorced. What do you think so many couples are having such a hard time with relationships today?
0: Well, I think things are more stressed than they've ever been. And we also have these things I call uh, WMDs, which are not weapons of mass destruction, but <laughs> widgets of mass distraction. You know, there's <laughs> texting and email and, and Facebook These are all very superficial forms of communication. And people forget that what we really want is depth and quality of intimate, deep connection and understanding. And uh, Mm -hmm. when people realize that there's simple tools to get there, then they're inspired like, oh, okay, well, that would be great. But if you don't have those tools and all you have is, you know texting email facebook and and the busy stressful lives we have then things are likely to head off course
1: yeah i so agree i mean i see it with with teenagers who don't know how to speak and look somebody in the eye conversations are clipped people don't know how to have in-depth conversations and it's it's really a problem i mean recently my daughter had a boy break up with her over text, but she Mm -hmm. started the text conversation and she was mad that he didn't didn't pick up the phone. And I said, well, why didn't you pick up the phone? Like, we need to know that if we want an in-depth conversation, don't blame the other person. You're part of the problem. So, you know, it may hurt, but, you know, know that you have power to change that. Yeah, it's a problem
0: that goes really deep. I mean, there's a big loneliness epidemic now and and depression epidemic and suicide epidemic because people don't know how to get to this place of deep understanding and connection consistently. And it's a problem that, in my opinion, it can be solved in an hour. I mean, literally reading my book, other people's books, getting a little bit of training this way, changes everything, it not just changes your relationships, but it changes even your, the amount of money you make because, you know, a large part of our work is how well you get along with your coworkers and how much they like you or your clients. So it, it kind of makes me sad that people don't know this stuff, and it's such an easy thing to learn.
1: Yes. All right, so let's get into how do we learn it what can people do to improve their communication can you give us a few quick tips
0: sure you know in the in the more love less conflict book i have 50 different methods because i think different things work for different people but what mm-hmm. i tried to do is make the methods as simple as possible a lot of them are just like ask this question or or fill in the blank to this sentence you know that's how simple it is You know, like, Mm -hmm. say, red light if you're getting upset so you don't have an argument. Um, Mm -hmm. But studies show that the best predictor of how happy a marriage is or a relationship is is the number of appreciations couples give to each other. So Mm -hmm. just completing the sentence, something I notice about you that I appreciate is, and saying what you appreciate is a good way to bring more love into any relationship, and um, that's pretty easy to do. Now, I get caught up with work and such, and I sometimes forget, so I actually have Siri on my iPhone remind me to (laughs) tell my wife an appreciation every day. You know, but Mm. we've known each other like 10 minutes, but there's already Mm -hmm. things I know about you that I could appreciate and that I'm thinking that I appreciate, and if I tell you, uh, like, you know, something I noticed about you, Sandy, that I appreciate, is that you're uh, very, you know, some people use just, like, canned questions, but you're very much in the moment and curious. Like, you really, you really value these connected conversations, and you're very much yourself that way and transparent, and I appreciate that and mm. you know by knowing you knowing that i appreciate that it probably helps you to feel more open to me and it helps to begin the process of deepening our connection
1: no it's it's lovely to hear and i appreciate that and um and it makes me feel seen it makes me feel understood and and i know that sometimes when people will extend a compliment it's superficial we actually had a whole conversation about this at a work retreat I just was at and one woman said that she has a daughter who's adopted who's absolutely gorgeous and everyone stops to say, you're beautiful, you're a stunning Mm -hmm. little girl. She's four years old. And her parents are so concerned that she's going to just walk away with this feeling of I'm beautiful, I'm beautiful, I'm beautiful and nothing else. And so they always want to balance it with you're so strong and you're athletic and look how kind you are and look at what you did today and I really appreciate. And so it's it's having that mindfulness that just surface appreciation doesn't make somebody really feel seen. I mean, this little girl didn't, didn't do anything to be beautiful, but she does something to be strong. And so, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah there's a big difference.
0: And I actually talk about that in the, in the book, where I say that there's levels of appreciation and levels of, um, of depth in different types of appreciation and different types of communication. And unfortunately, our culture, or our culture, <laughs> uh, tends to focus on very superficial things, which leave us still feeling hungry for love and understanding. But those things are easily overcome if you have the right uh methods.
1: Mhm. Yeah, and I, I agree with you and I, I know that some couples um have a have a daily practice of before bed they go through what they're grateful for about each other or what they appreciate in each other. So it's a it's a practice just like what you shared. Finding a time in the day to give appreciation, to show appreciation um, and then there's reciprocity in a relationship. You don't feel like it's all one-sided and you're just you're depleted all the time. It's very hard to function from a place of constant criticism, negativity. Um, it was one of my first eye-opening um, books was John Gottman's book of the principles of um, a successful marriage. I forget the mm-hmm. seven principles. Where he talks about the the types of arguments that we have that end a relationship, you know, the contempt and defensiveness and stonewalling and criticism. It's that constant negativity and um, shutting the door on somebody. It's like I'm right, you're wrong, and we can't. It's not. It's not a dialogue anymore. It's a a monologue. Um, Yeah. So never, never in my
0: relationship with my wife have I have I. told her everything that she's doing wrong and blamed her where she responded by saying, oh, yeah, I now see what you're talking about. Thank you for showing me the errors in my way. That doesn't happen, you know.
1: The the blame,
0: complain, change, shame method of changing somebody really does not work, and uh, unfortunately people don't know what does work, so they go with what they, they know.
1: Mhm. Absolutely. So so if you can share a few more quick tips to improve quality of relationships that would be fabulous.
0: Sure. Um well we could uh do one right now. Um Okay. And and on my website I have a list of uh 12 questions called the 12 questions that lead to instant intimacy. And people can download it for free. Uh, from the more love less conflict dot com website, but um, one of them is is like you can complete this sentence. If you really knew me, you would know blank. So Sandy, if you really knew me, you would know that uh, I feel very passionately about this subject. You probably pick up on that, but I'm always a little afraid of coming off as a as a salesperson uh, because I don't like salespeople. I don't like being sold, but. I think that this stuff really does change people's lives, so I'm always uh, on like a fine balance of, you know, am I coming off too preachy or people get how this can really impact them? That's something. If you really knew me, what what would I know about you if I really knew you?
1: Hmm. What well, can I just reflect on what you said first? Sure, <laughs> sure. Um, what I love about what you shared is that you not only shared what you're passionate about, but you also sh- also shared a, a part of you that's vulnerable. And mm-hmm. when we share vulnerably, we really connect more deeply. It's, it's more intimate than, I think I'm great at this. This is like what my superpower is. I'm amazing at communication skills, and uh, this was my gift, and I'm glad I found it. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, So thank you for sharing it that way. And I just wanted to kind of point out to our listeners that vulnerability is really, really important in our sharing. Um, If you really knew me, you would know that I'm a lot funnier and sillier than I come across in my daily life because... Uh I, I'm pretty serious about the work I do, and I'm trying to incorporate more of the silly because it is a big part of me, but I think it takes a lot of trust for me to be completely open and silly. It's sort of a vulnerability for me.
0: Yeah, you know, and, and if people go back and forth doing completing that sentence, they learn a lot about each other in like five minutes. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you look at the word intimacy... The instructions are in the word into me see, and when you were talking yeah, about it. vulnerability, it's revealing stuff about yourself that helps to create that heart connection.
1: Mhm, it does. <clears throat> and
0: and, people, and we're losing that because these superficial forms of communication, texting, email, etc., doesn't really do it. And and having like a 1,000 Facebook friends does not really equal one really good friend. So we need right. these little uh, tips or tricks or methods that help us to consistently get back to a place of love, which is really what we all want.
1: Hmm. Yeah, but it scares the hell out of us, and many of us, to really be that open and to really have what we want you know, it's it's, uh, it's a scary thing. It's very easy to stay in your little comfy couch in your little cozy home and never have to leave and never have to be open and maybe fail. You know, it's, it's easier to keep repeating the same un- dysfunctional ways of being than it is to actually grow for a lot of people. But what's... Possible on the other side of this is the, the depth and the, the richness of a relationship that is just so delicious and beautiful that you quickly would leave your comfy couch behind if you knew that or if you believed it.
0: Yeah. The other thing, you know, you, you're right that intimacy can be scary. And, you know, I'm a guy who intimacy did not come natural to me but i think if you have something that makes it a little easier a little bit uh less scary that people are willing i know that was true for me you know if i don't know how to do something then it becomes really scary but if i know that all i need to do is complete this sentence well hell mm-hmm. i can do that you know how about the sentence yeah. right now i'm feeling and right now i'm wanting well I can, you know, with a little bit of effort, complete. Right now I'm feeling a little nervous, and right now I'm wanting to uh, sound intelligent. You know, I can do that, <laughs> and that's really mm-hmm. the beginning of, of intimacy is revealing what's going on with you. Uh, but if you don't have that method, it's like, I don't know what to do. Well, that can be overwhelming.
1: Yeah, it's so true. I, you know, I was saying to my son this morning on our morning walk that I feel like all these things that I've learned in the last 10, 13 years since I began doing this work, they're like life hacks. They make your life easier, more alive, uh, but they're they're tools that we need to learn, you know, and, and this is true of communication, of intimacy, of of even you know, how to clean your house more quickly. You know, it's all ways to make you have more ease and more aliveness in your life. And who doesn't want that?
0: Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, if we never learned uh, how to drive a car and then we got into a car, we would likely crash. But even a half-hour lesson on how to drive a car, you could probably figure out how not to crash. And most Mm -hmm. people have not had even half an hour on advanced communication skills. So they crash Mm -hmm. a lot and they think, well, maybe it's me or maybe it's the other person. No, it's that you've never took a lesson on how to speak in a way that leads to love consistently. So Mm -hmm. I think it's one of those skills where it makes a huge difference uh, and, and that our educational system doesn't focus on it, so it's something that, we need to uh, invest in, in ourselves.
1: Yeah, I so agree. I wish, I wish our education system taught more of these, you know, real life love intimacy tools that we really desperately need. And we end up having to fail over and over again to, to learn them usually Uh, that it would be so nice to, to really have, have this taught in school. Um, I actually, I know this is a big question, but we're almost at the end of our time together. And and I know that um, communication is, is, we all have different communication styles. Men and women often communicate differently. Um, So I'm not sure what I'm asking here, but I know there's been a lot of, I think, false information about putting all men in a box and all women in a box. And do you have any words of wisdom to help men and women understand each other better, like any key components that they should remember about each other?
0: Yeah, you know, uh, women, pretty much 100% women, really appreciate understanding and empathy. So, like, if they talk about their day and the man immediately tries to fix things or show them how they're wrong, uh, they don't like that for good reason. And men don't understand this. So I tell men, if you could get good at doing 30 seconds of empathy and understanding, your woman would love you much, much more. So that's a tip I give to men about communicating with women. With women, I give them different tips where uh, men tend to be very result-oriented in their communication. And if you make them wrong, all men want to be a hero. That's why all these movies are about the man being a hero. If you can use praise rather than uh, complaint as a way of shaping his behavior and making him feel um, more loving by, by telling him what he's doing right, that tends to be effective. Now, of course, these are gross generalizations, and you want to learn what works for your partner. And I have some methods in the More Love, Less Conflict book that are specifically gearing towards how to communicate exactly with in a way that your partner would feel loved. And I think that that's important to know what your partner, what makes them feel loved, because if they feel loved, they'll be very loving towards you.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. So any last word of advice about how to have the most effective communication and the best relationships?
0: Well, I'd say let go of blame and uh, get back to a place where you know what that love is the most important thing. It's worth investing a little bit of time, energy, and money in, in these simple but also uh, not normally taught communication methods. Because it's not just an investment in yourself. It's an investment in your family. You know, if you can teach... The people around you, your mate, your kids, these things, then everybody's going to be able to really uh, reach a place of understanding and connection. And that's the greatest gift I think we can give to both ourselves and the people we care about.
1: Hmm. I so, so agree with that. That's, I think people don't always re- realize the ripple effect of when you make these changes, you affect everyone around you. And yeah. the power in that is amazing. So I'm, I'm so glad that you, that you brought this point up. And it's a great way to end because I think people can take this away and say, okay, I will take the time and energy to invest in learning these tools because it doesn't take that long to make big changes, as, you can, as people have seen today with these little, tiny little tweaks can make a huge difference. And Thank people so can much, get the, the
0: 12 questions on the website for free. Uh, and that's a good start mm-hmm. to connect with your friends and family um, called the 12 Instant Intimacy Questions at com.
1: Okay, so we'll send people over to to com, and I'll have that in the show notes. Um, anything else that you want to, any place else you want to send people to to find your books and learn more about you?
0: Uh, they can find that all on, on that website. That would work. And, and uh, I appreciate the the natural flow of the interview, Sandy, uh, and for having me on.
1: Uh, it's been a pleasure, Jonathan. Thanks for coming on and, and keep doing beautiful work you do in, in, in the world. And uh, thanks, everybody, for joining me today. And um, if you love our show, please leave us a rating and a review wherever you listen. And we hope you go on your last first date very soon. Have a great day.